It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. 405-362-7128, your number to call. On today's show, we're going to dive into our first ever media availability with Thunder 2020 first round pick Alexei Pukashevsky and the newly acquired Darius Miller spoke to us on Thursday. And then we're going to get into our stock watch Friday, buying and selling stock of each individual on this Thunder roster right now ahead of the season, as well as some NBA news and notes at the end. I do want to start, though, with the biggest topic of the day, and that was the fact that the media got to talk with Alexei Pukashevsky. And I got to tell you, whenever whenever the Thunder PR team announced that that's who was going to be meeting with us today, there was just a buzz, a buzz around Thunder Media, a buzz around social media. Everyone was excited to, to see and hear what he had to say the first time he met with the media. Because again, if you remember, during our pre-draft process, he was one of the only prospects who we didn't get to meet with due to a scheduling conflict. So nobody in the media has gotten to talk to him uh, ahead of the draft. Now with Teo Maldon, whenever he finally gets to Oklahoma City, when that trade is finalized, I've talked to him a couple times in the pre-draft process. But with Poku, he was a total mystery to all of us. So it was really good to hear from him today. And he left you very excited about his future because he's a very... Interesting prospect that also says the right things. He talked about understanding that this will be a process, understanding that he needs to be patient and and that this organization, how 
rich of a history it has with developing young players. He talked about getting in that weight room every single day, and he said all the right things. But there were a couple of things that immediately stand out to me as I was sitting there listening to what Poku had to tell us in the media. He was talking about how he was shocked that he went top 20. And I found that interesting. I mean, obviously the Thunder originally were going to pick at 25. So if he did think, which he didn't say he did, but if he did think that it was going to be the Thunder drafting him and that they were the team who showed the most interest in him, I can see why he thought he'd go 25, which of course is not top 20. But the fact even he was surprised by the move up was interesting to me. He did say that he did not have any contact with the Thunder pre-draft. He had no contact with them. And I'm not sure if that's true or not. I, I mean... I would expect him to say that like before the draft, but I'm surprised that he still is keeping that message up after the draft. If that's the case, uh, maybe he just meant the initial months leading up to the draft, like, you know, like this last since March or something, because I'm pretty sure the Thunder have had some communication with Alexei Pukashevsky or else they wouldn't have drafted him. But there is a lot of things that could have meant that could have meant the immediate future ahead of the draft that could have just meant, hey, I didn't have in-depth con uh, contact with them the way that everyone thinks, how everyone speculates that there was a promise involved. I'm not sure what that answer was all about, about him saying he had no contact with Thunder, like what was going through his mind whenever he said that. I would find it interesting if he truly legitimately never spoke with the Thunder, and then all of a sudden he's sitting there with his family, and the Oklahoma City Thunder pop up, trade up for this guy and draft him in the top 20 whenever he's not expecting to go top 20. But I, I do wonder with the what the in-depth explanation is for him not talking with the Thunder pre-draft and how far is he considering pre-draft. But he immediately comes in and praises the Thunder organization. And Darius Miller does it as well. But everyone who stops by Oklahoma City whenever they're coming, going, and presently here, they always have great things to say about the Thunder. Poku says that it already feels like a family, that everyone on this team and everyone within this organization has given him a warm welcome and making him feel a part of a family and a part of something special here in Oklahoma City. And it is amazing the kind of impact this culture can have on people in such a short time. I mean, you, you saw the Instagram video whenever he boarded the plane and came over to Oklahoma City. He hasn't even been here a month and he's already feeling a part of something special, a part of a family and a family environment. That is a testament to just how good this organization is. And he mentions that he hears the, the, the criticisms of his body and he needs to work on his body. And he says that he's been working on that in the weight room every single day and that he wants to learn from everyone on the team. He does, not, he does not just want to learn from the big men and learn how to be a big man in the NBA. He wants to take pieces and information from every single person on the club. And I think that if he can do that, which I think he can, and the fact that he has that mindset of, hey, I'm here to learn, I am here to listen, I am here to grow my game, and I want to learn from Shea, Dort, Baisley, Diallo, Muscala. I want to learn from everybody. Al Horford, I don't care who it is. I want to learn from everybody and take something from each experience I have and each interaction I have. I think that that is the mental makeup of a very, very special player to want to learn from every individual you come in contact with. As we talked about yesterday, what is the starting point for Poku? Frankly, I don't know. And I don't think that Mark knows what the starting point is. We will have a interesting conversation on Saturday, next Saturday, after we see Alexei play his first NBA game against the San Antonio Spurs. But until then, we don't know much. And even after that game, of course, we still will not know much. But 
whatever this ride becomes, whenever this ride starts or however this gets off to, I'm excited for it. I mean, you, you have to be excited about Alexei Pukashevsky. You just have to be. He could be anywhere from the next Giannis to the next Dragon Bender. You just never know. That's the beauty of this high upside swing. Because even if Alexei Pukashevsky does not pan out, it's no harm, no foul. This draft pick did not really matter in terms of impacting your future. So if you're anything other than just buzzing and excited about Alexei Pukashevsky, you need to change your mindset right now. He was thoroughly impressive in his media day interview. To me, the fact that Sam Presti says he has all the physical tools, mixing that with the mental side of the game that he started to show us yesterday in his media day availability, I'm excited about Pukashevsky. I really am. I cannot wait to see him play. We also got to talk with Darius Miller yesterday, who is, of course, rehabbing from an Achilles injury. Darius Miller is one of the players you got back from the Steven Adams trade. Miller is a lights-out three-point shooter, and we got to talk to him, and what do you know? He talks all about how great of a culture that this is. He thinks that he'll be ready to start the season, by the way. He told us that he thinks that he should be ready to go on opening night to play NBA basketball coming off of that Achilles injury. Uh, He also says that he feels like he's in great hands with this organization. He feels like they're doing what's best for him in his career, uh, and they're doing a great job in what limited access they've had to him because of COVID in his rehab process with the team, and he feels like he's in great hands, and he praised the culture over and over and over again. That's pretty much his entire uh, media day session is just praising the culture of this organization. He talks about how, how he's going to do whatever the team needs him to do and that he's very excited about this opportunity in Oklahoma City. The biggest takeaway is he feels ready physically to play basketball, which is a huge win for Oklahoma City. Will he be on this team opening night? I'm not sure because what if teams just need to see him in these three preseason games, step onto a floor, be healthy, and knock down a couple threes And then they're going to be willing to throw a couple second-round picks for him or a second-round pick for him. Maybe that's an offer Sam Presti wants to take. Maybe Sam Presti views Darius Miller as somebody he wants to keep around for a little bit and try to build on that value. We'll see. But it was fun talking to Darius Miller as well. He was a really good, really, really good interview as well. So coming up, we're going to dive into the Stock Watch Friday edition, a very special Stock Watch Friday where we buy and sell stock on each individual player on this roster right now, ahead of the 2020-2021 NBA season. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Go. Built Go helps you break through your wall, no matter if that is a mental or physical wall, breakthrough with Go every day. Built Go is an easy-to-take, one-and-a-half-ounce package to put in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, to put in your golf bag, to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. It has three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is a fast-absorbing protein, so it gets into your system, plus it's easy on your stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. Built Go then kicks into action and gets me going strong. Collagen protein promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally 
makes you look better. So visit BuiltCo.com. Use promo code LOCKED. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKED. Get 20% off your next order at BuiltCo.com. Let's go. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is Locked On Thunder, your only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. We have a jam-packed week next week. We're going to be breaking down the schedule from the NBA. We're going to be talking to Josh Lloyd, fantasy basketball expert ahead of our Locked On Thunder Fantasy Basketball League. If you want to get involved in that, hit me up on Twitter or email lothunderpod at gmail.com. We're going to have over-unders. We're going to have prop bets. We're going to get to preview a basketball game. The Thunder play preseason basketball on Saturday. And on Friday, the NBA tips off, the entire NBA, but the Thunder have to wait until Saturday. That's so exciting. The content is not slowing down anytime soon around Locked On Thunder, the only daily podcast for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Also, a ton of content over at BrickTownBuckets.com. If you are new to Locked On Thunder, each and every Friday, we have what I call Stock Watch Friday. Stock Watch Friday is whenever we take time to buy and sell stock of players from the past week and see just how well they continue to perform. Because oftentimes on NBA Twitter and through various NBA media outlets, you hear the term buying stock in X player. And so why not actually keep track of that and actually see if you would be right or wrong when you buy or sell stock in a player. So without further ado, let's get into Stock Watch Friday. Yeah, they're penny stocks. Told you not to sell. You did not tell me not to sell. I said the market fluctuates, remember? Well, what are you going to do about this stock? I'm keeping it. I'm going down with the ship. Celebrate with our weekly act of debauchery. All right, the market is open and it's time to buy and sell stock on each Thunder player. Why not start with the biggest story around Oklahoma City? And that is Shea Gilgis Alexander turning into the point guard of the future for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ahead of this season, that is the biggest focus point for the Thunder is making him that point guard, giving him more responsibility, giving him control over the offense. He has proven to you last year, as he was your leading scorer, that he can be your off-ball guard. Now, you want to see if he can create for you. And I personally am buying the Shea stock. My wildest prediction, it might not be that wild, but my wildest prediction is that Shea will be a 25-point-per-game scorer this year, and he will have a strong case for most improved player. So I am buying all of Shea's stock. Now, Lou Dort is up next on Stock Watch Friday. And with Lou Dort, I'm buying the stock because I have said before on this podcast that Lou Dort has the potential to be the greatest defender we've ever seen 
play in the NBA. And I, I still think that that's the case. And I want to see what he can do taking that next step. I want to see what he can do as he actually gets to practice with this team and gets to practice with them day in and day out, which is so important whenever you're a defensive player. And I think that he makes winning plays offensively. And I think that he's going to show everyone that he's more than just a defender. Now, he's never going to be your go-to bucket getter. He's never going to facilitate your offense, but he's also not going to be a black hole for you offensively. And he can continue to prove that this season. We move on now to Darius Baisley. I am buying all the Darius Baisley stock you can give me because I think that we haven't even seen him scratch the surface of the type of player he can be at the NBA level. If you've listened before, you know that I think that his playmaking and his ability to create for others and set other people up at his size and at his position is what helped push him into that first round and is why Sam Presti liked him so much. And that was one of his best assets, really the best asset he had in high school. And he did not get to display that too much whenever he was sharing the floor with three guards. And now he'll be put in a position where he can display his playmaking abilities, but also in the bubble, he improved his shot so dramatically that I am looking forward to seeing what he can do in year two with more minutes and more touches. Mark Dagnott has talked about how smart this guy is and how he picks up on everything that Mark tries to teach him and that he is ready to take that next step and ready for more responsibility. So I cannot wait to see what that's all about. So those were the three easy ones, obviously. Uh, Those three I don't think anyone is selling on. But now we get into a controversial buying or selling in the Stockwatch Friday. And that is Hamadou Diallo. Now most of the Thunder fan base is going to sell on Hamadou Diallo, and I'm glad you do because that means that there's more stock for me to buy on the cheap, and I am buying Hamadou Diallo stock. This is somebody who I think had a really good beginning of last season before that December injury, and I think that he can duplicate that right out of the gates this season, and if he truly has worked on his shot this entire offseason, and he truly feels more comfortable, and he truly feels better about shooting the deep ball, then that is going to unlock such a new game for him because if he can improve that perimeter three-point gravity anymore with his size, athleticism, his ability to cut to the basket. If he can do that, he's going to be Shea's best friend on some of these actions you can run if he's just simply being respected on the perimeter. So the fact that he might have some more three-point upside and Mark this week talked about his upside and the ceiling he still has left to reach, sign me up. Sign me up to buy Hamadou Diallo stock. Why not? Why not? I'll take it. I know a lot of people are out on Diallo and you'd rather watch another flyer, maybe Isaiah Roby, maybe Josh Hall, maybe whomever, but I still have faith in Hamdou Diallo. And I think that if George Hill is not here December 22nd, it'll be Hamdou Diallo starting at small forward, but we'll see. My first sell on the Thunder roster is sadly Mike Muscala. Now I still like Muscala as a person and he's a fine player, but there's no upside there. There's no potential there, and he just kind of picked up his his $2.5 million option and, you know, just waiting it out for him hitting free agency next offseason. It's not like he's a building block. There's nothing really to buy here, in my opinion. It's not like he's going to just burst onto the scene, anything like that. From all accounts, he's a good locker room guy. He seems invested in this rebuild. He seems invested in helping the young players grow, which is a huge deal. But in, in the terms of buying and selling these guys for this season, And beyond, I am selling my Muscala stock. And then we get back to the fun part. We get to Teo Maldon. And Teo Maldon is a first-round talent that the Thunder were able to grab at pick 34, acquired 
in the Al Horford trade, which is set to go through on December 8th. I am buying the Teo Maldon stock because this is somebody who is a tall guard that can play make, that can create for others. And it's a very interesting flyer. This is somebody who had first round talent that you picked up at 34. It's well worth the shot. I think that he has potential to be a backup point guard of the future for you. I don't think that he's ever going to supersede Shea or Cade Cunningham or whoever you bring in next offseason. But I do think he can be a very, very good sixth man for a contending team. And that is well worth its value in the second round. So I'm very excited to see what he can bring to the table this season. So I am buying the, the, the tail Maldon stock. And then you got the first round pick, Alexei Pokashivsky. And I am buying all the stock here. And I wouldn't be surprised as we continue talking about him putting on weight, needing to adjust his body. I wouldn't be surprised if... Pukashevsky is a wing at the at the NBA level. If if you're there, just you know what he's a seven foot guy, seven foot one guy, however you want to officially height him at. That can handle the ball like a guard. That can shoot the ball above average. That plays like a guard. Let's just put him on the wing. I mean, why force a big man to play a big man role that he can't do? I mean, the biggest knocks knocks on him coming into the draft were his size and the fact that he's seven feet tall and cannot finish at the rim and cannot protect the rim. So if he cannot finish at the rim and he cannot protect the rim, why not just make him a perimeter player? I mean, why not? As we begin to see the NBA trend towards positionless basketball, we begin to see them trend towards remaining out of the paint and playing more on the perimeter and being switchable and all that good stuff. Why not just have Pukashevsky play to his strengths, and that is by playing like a guard. So I'm buying all of the Pokashevsky stock that I can this offseason. Coming up, we still have to get to the rest of the roster and go through news and notes from around the NBA, as well as ranking the Western Conference and Eastern Conference ahead of this season. Where do the Thunder fall? And can they secure that top overall pick with the chance to land Cade Cunningham in a generational talent in the 2021 NBA Draft? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Visit R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. We are going to continue buying and selling Thunder players for this upcoming season. But first, I want to tell you to head on over to Locked On NBA after this show is over because the wait is almost over for the 2020-2021 NBA season. And Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a very special week of shows beginning December 14th to preview every single team division by division from all 30 of our local experts, including myself, previewing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Plus, you're going to get a preview from Locked On Fantasy Basketball expert Josh Lloyd. You're going to get the rookies to watch from Chad Ford and the Chad Ford Big Board Show. And you're going to get predictions from each division by rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts from. So much NBA content to dive into. The season is finally here. Really should say the season is already here. It feels like we just got done with the season and we're turning right back around and getting into the NBA action, which I am very, 
very happy about. So we're going to fly through the rest of these guys real quick on these uh, stock watch updates. I'm going to buy stock in Admiral Schofield. He's someone I really liked in the second round of his draft class. I think he still has potential to be a nice role player, not a huge contributor, but a nice role player at the NBA level. I am super excited about Josh Hall. I think that Josh Hall has first round talent. He did elect not to go to college. That kind of hurt his draft stock. He got to pick where he wanted to play, picked Oklahoma City. I think that Josh Hall could be on that trajectory of Lou Dort in the sense of, obviously they play different play styles, but in the sense of he goes from unknown, undrafted guy by midway through this season or three-fourths of the way through this season he is wildly popular, and people are saying, how did the Thunder do this again? How did they again get value on the undrafted free agency market? I really like Josh Hall. I think he has a ton of value. I am buying all of his stock because he's on the two-way contract for Oklahoma City. Moving into TJ Leaf, I'm selling out on TJ Leaf. I think that he's a fine little player. It's worth the chance, worth the flyer, but ultimately, I think that he's not an actual NBA player, even with an expanded role. Even with expanded minutes, he is not going to prove to be worth that first-round pick that the Pacers used on him. And But again, you might as well take the flyer on him for Jalen the Q. I think that the pathway for Leaf to be a, a good NBA player is a lot easier to see than it is with Jalen the Q. But I don't see the upside there at TJ Leaf. But maybe the Thunder can get something out of him with their immense player development staff. With Al Horford, another big name for this Thunder team, I am buying his stock because I think that Al Horford still has a ton of game left in him and that the Philadelphia fit was just atrocious. And now he'll be able to play in a system that's more conducive to his play style. And the next offseason, Sam Presti will be able to flip him. Now I move over to Ty Jerome. I'm selling on Ty Jerome. Good little player, but I don't think he's worth noting. I think he's going to be just a role player, an average kind of player. Justin Jackson, I'm selling. I've watched him in Dallas. He really has nothing left. Hopefully a change of scenery does him good. But there's nothing to write home about, nothing to get excited about. He's just Josh Jackson. He is what he is at this point, and he's not a contributor for a winning team. Tre uh, Trevor Reza, I'm selling. George Hill, I'm selling. Both guys who I think that their value is what it is. I don't think that there's anything either party can do this season to improve their draft, to improve their trade value, I should say. They are known commodities at this point, and they're not changing their value. No matter if they play into the deadline or no matter if they never play a game in Oklahoma City, you're going to get the same amount of return for both those guys. Isaiah Roby, I'm buying stock in Isaiah Roby. I think that the Thunder organization likes Isaiah Roby more than what fans seem to think. I think that there's a good chance Isaiah Roby remains on this team come opening day. I'm buying stock in Roby. Uh, he had a lot of potential in Nebraska. He signed a historic second-round contract during his draft. And I really hope that in this season where you're looking to rebuild, you're looking to get guys opportunities, that he is one of those players given an opportunity. And then you move into the Pelicans guys like Kendrick Williams and Darius Miller. I'm buying Darius Miller because I think that he has the chance to improve his trade value for whenever he steps on the floor, nails a couple of threes, and shows that he is healthy. With Kendrick Williams, I'm buying him because I think he has a legitimate chance to be a valuable contributor to this Thunder team for years to come. That, of course, is if they decide to keep Kendrick Williams. I think that he has talent. I think that Williams has a lot of talent for some team in the NBA, and that if the Thunder do decide to move on from him, his next team will be getting a good contributor. I really like Kendrick Williams moving forward, and I think that he is going to have a bright NBA career. 
Now, Frank Jackson and Moses Brown, I am selling on those two guys. They're worth a flyer by Sam Presti for sure, but I don't think that they have a lot of potential, and I'm not banking on those guys becoming anything of note in Oklahoma City. And then all the E10 contracts like York 7, like Jalen Horde, like Randall, they've already moved on from Cleveland. All these E10 contracts, I'm, I'm selling all of them. None of them really have a ton of potential and upside. They're going to go to the blue, and hopefully they can carve out a niche for themselves in the Oklahoma City Blue organization. So I did want to touch on some NBA news and notes from around the association right now. The NBA is looking to up the number of active players on a game night from 13 players to 15 players. This makes a ton of sense to me. I don't understand why you wouldn't go this route and allow your entire roster to be available for a given night of NBA action, especially with COVID and all that goes into that. I do like this idea to go up to 15 games. Remember the NBA schedule will be released. The first half of it will be released today. They're going to stagger this release out in parts. The first half leading up to March 4th will be out today. And then on March 4th or 5th, sometime in there, the second half of the season will be released at that time. Today, it'll be released probably around 3 o'clock Central Time because that's what time the jump normally comes on, and it will be on the jump that they release a schedule. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to have a different time for the jump than normal because it's such a special event to release the NBA schedule, but of course, you can also find it on Twitter from Woj and Choms, and I'll be tweeting it out whenever we get our hands on the schedule. So follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. LeBron signed his max extension through 2023, and AD signs a five-year max extension with the Los Angeles Lakers as well. So the Lakers are set for their title defense and set for the very, very distant future with AD locked up for five years in La La Land. I mentioned something throughout Stockwatch that I wanted to discuss and I wanted to talk about. I kept saying, you know, things like flyer prospects and rebuilding and why not give them a shot in this kind of year. And somehow there's still a group of people on Thunder Twitter and even on certain publications, I'm sure we'll have a 15 slideshow article on why you shouldn't tank, but against tanking. Listen, Shea is not tanking. Mark is not tanking. No player on this roster is actually going to try to lose. Losing basketball games is not going to instill a losing culture around Oklahoma City. This one outlet referred to this tank as it'll turn into the Knicks. Listen, Sam Presti and this culture and this organization is not going to let Oklahoma City turn into the Knicks. And the Knicks have never tried to tank. They've never tried to be bad. They've just made bad decisions. And very few teams have actually tried to tank. They've just made bad roster construction moves. The Hornets right now, if they are bad this year, it's not because they were trying to be bad. They brought in Terry Rozier. They brought in Gordon Hayward. They drafted LaMelo Ball. They made these moves to try to be good. And no team has gone into a rebuild with this much of a head start. With Shea, who is in my opinion, at worst, a number two player for a championship team with a plethora, 18 to be exact, first-round picks in the next seven years, with whatever Darius Baisley can turn into, with Lou Dort already being a winning player and a massive contributor to a championship team, 
with the fact that some people think Alexei Pukashevsky could be better than Kristaps Porzingis? No team has gone into a rebuild with all of those factors. And let's just be the most pessimistic possible, right? Let's just try to be the most pessimistic person about this rebuild right now for the sake of argument, for the sake of exercise. At the very worst, you're starting this rebuild with Shea Gildas-Alexander, who I think is the number two guy on a championship team. You're starting this rebuild with Lou Dort, who is going to be a massive, massive contributor and plays winning basketball night in and night out and can lock down the other team's number one option, has proven he can lock down the best scorer in basketball right now, who has proven as a rookie two-way player he can stop James Harden along with 18 future first-round picks. That's your starting point. What team, show me the example of a team that has had that starting point, period, and then show me an example of a team that has had that starting point and failed a rebuild, and then I'll triple down and say, and then show me a team that had that starting point for a rebuild. 18 future first-round picks, a cornerstone number two player, and an amazing contributor in Lou Dort, who is going to lock down a number one option night in and night out, and had one of the best, if not the best, front office ex- executives in the sport. If, if you want to think about this in the worst way possible and just be as pessimistic as possible, you have to include those four factors. When you include those four factors, you should rest comfortably knowing this organization is not going to turn into the Knicks. It's not going to turn into the Kings. It's not going to turn into the Magic. I don't understand how some people still don't get the approach. They just don't. This roster is not trying to lose every game. And if this roster overperforms, and since they're not trying to lose, and I personally do not think that they're going to get blown out every night, and they overperform again, and, and they and they bust into the postseason as the fifth overall seed again, it would take such monumental leaps from Pokashevsky, from Darius Baisley, from Hamdou Diallo, from Shea and Dort, that it would be the best thing possible for this organization. And if they don't take that step yet, and if they don't exceed expectation, and if they fall in the bottom three and have that 14% chance at getting Cade Cunningham, that is also the best thing for this organization. And you can talk about lottery odds all you want to. The Oklahoma City Thunder have never picked with the number one overall selection, and they landed Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Luka Doncic was not taken number one overall, but you, need to be, but you need to be picking the top five. You have to pick in the top five to play the game. It does no good to get pick 13. Yes, there are success stories at pick 13 or pick 14 or pick 12, but that is an indictment on the first 12 GMs that is not indicative of the value that those picks hold. This organization will do everything right to rebuild this team. And by the way, from a business standpoint, why wouldn't you want to rebuild this year? You got no fans in the arena. And as of right now, as we're two weeks away, three weeks away from the season, most of your fan base literally cannot watch games. They can't go to games. If you have YouTube TV, if you have Hulu, if you have Dish, you don't have Fox Sports Oklahoma. You can't even watch the games. And League Pass is no help to you if you live in Oklahoma. 
most of your fan base right now today cannot watch your product, good or bad. Rebuilding is the best thing for the future of this team, and it's puzzling and shocking to me that more people don't see that. And more people keep fighting the fight of, you can't tank, you gotta be at least trying for the middle, and at least trying for the postseason. Another first-round exit this year does not save you from being the Knicks. What saves you from being the Knicks is a competent front office that you do have. So let me know what you think about buying and selling players from this team, what you think about tanking and rebuilding, what you think about what Poku and Darius Miller told us in the media on Thursday, and let me know your West and East standings this NBA season, because I'm putting them together. I'm going to be doing project predictions, and it's very hard for me to figure out where I want to slot teams. I think that this season, there's just going to be so much parity. It'll be very interesting to see what your answers are as well to that question. Don't forget to go check out BricktownBuckets.com. I'm so excited to be starting this media company and starting BricktownBuckets.com. It's a new outlet for you to get Thunder content, no slideshows, none of that, just Thunder content every single day. Articles on breaking news, game previews, game recaps, takes, opinions, columns, everything you can ever want podcast, video content, social media, everything you want on BricktownBuckets.com. I'm so thrilled with the launch of the website today. So please go check that out and let me know your opinions on the site and how we can improve. If you want to join the team, hit me up on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles or email RylandStyles at BricktownBuckets.com, R-Y-L-A-N-S-T-I-L-E-S. This is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Enjoy the NBA schedule coming out today. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back talking Thunder basketball on Locked on Thunder. Subscribe wherever it is you get podcasts from. Leave a five-star Apple podcast review, and if there's a question inside that review, I will answer it on the show. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.